A fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040, WHO. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ARL Animal Connection. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Mick. How are you? Good. And uh, remember, it's our Veterans Day today. Yes, so it is. Hello to everybody out there for home, abroad, and their families. That's right. Yep. Celebrate and think about veterans today. So. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so it's been another busy week and yes. getting stuff done. And no major events this week, but some fun ones. Did you catch up from the time change from being in Lebanon? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, good now. You're good now. Back to normal. What, what Grumpy is, as ever. Is that like eight hours difference or yeah, something? Yeah, eight, eight hours, hours ahead. Okay. All right. Grumpy as ever. You're not a grump. <laughs> you're not a grump. Oh, you're kind of having a morning, though. I mean, you've got your glasses. Yep. Which is pen won't work. Your pen won't work. Can't You're get the caption on the TV. About fell off your chair. Well, it's missing an arm. I'm a <laughs> bit wonky. Is it missing an arm? Is well, it? <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> oh, oh well. It's a way to start the day. Yeah. Makes it interesting. Exactly. So, well, good morning, everyone. Yeah. You all are waking up to a nice day. It's a little bit warmer today, I think. It's supposed to be maybe. Yeah. Winter's yeah. coming. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk as the weeks go on. We'll talk about winter tips as well. And, yep. of course, as usual, please call in at 284-1040. We'd love to hear your stories or any questions you may have, behaviour, and dogs and cats, other animals, if we can. That's right. And uh, we'll be going over those, our trivia questions sometime this morning. Yeah. And we've got lots of behaviour questions too. We've got a busy, busy hour here, so. Yeah, we'll get through it. Speaking of, you know, with it starting to get cold, now is probably the time to start thinking about your pets and winter so you can get prepared. Yep. Um, and so it doesn't, you know, have six inches of snow on the ground and you start to think about it, you start to think about it now. And we have summer, um, even some of our summer puppies have never experienced snow That's before. That's right, yes. And we can't simulate that, so we can't potty train, but just a reminder, that first dumping of snow yeah uh they'll walk outside and go um where am i meant to go? some dogs go where am i meant to go potty because yeah. the grass is gone so uh you have to go backwards and start again or not so much backwards but just re redo your putty training and they go oh so now you want me to do on this cold white stuff too so, right yes yeah. and i fostered a young and she's not a young dog a dog yesterday that will only go potty on leash really yeah she won't go off leash so do you think you can change that over time yeah, yeah. get her because you have a fenced in area yep yeah yep so we get her comfortable with us and going potty in that spot and then we'll i'll do like a drop leash so then she drags the leash and then i slowly distance myself and then i'll do a short leash and then eventually, hopefully, I don't have to be out there in the middle of winter. Yeah. I always stand and watch my dogs, but I don't always like to stand in the middle of the yard right. and watch my dogs. Right, exactly. <laughs> it looks like we've got Gary on the phone this morning. Um, Gary's calling in, and we'll take, we're going to take those calls in just a minute. Um, but we've um, – so definitely keep calling in, 284-1040. We can talk yeah. about all those animal – issues that you might be having with your pets um or we love to hear fun stories oh also. yeah always like the fun stories. yeah it's really great so anyway we'll go ahead and take gary um who i think is on line one morning gary hi gary how you doing good morning i'm doing pretty good great good. you have a question for us or a story about yes. your cat okay well I, I have a kitten okay and she's young and playful yep and she likes to bite Okay. Okay. Is she your only cat? 
Nope, nope. I have a, an older cat uh, that I've had for a long time. And my older cat um, will do a little bit of a play bite, but it's just a very, very mild, and it's just every once in a while. Okay. So with your kitten, and what's your kitten's name? I uh, call her Boo-Boo. Boo-Boo, okay. Mm-hmm. That's adorable. Um, so with Boo-Boo, is there a certain time she'll, and I like how you use the term play bite, because that's what we're going we're gonna to talk about right here is play biting. Very common in kittens. Um, and so is there a certain time she's play biting you, or is it like out of the gate? Um, it's somewhat out of the gate. There's a few times, you know, I'll, I'll pick her up or I'll hold her or pet or whatever. And she's okay, and then, you know, it's a few seconds later, it's like, okay, now now it's time to play bite. Yep, yep. Okay, and so what you're describing is what we call play biting, and very common in kittens, as I said, um, because they're very, you know, they're very ramped up to play, just like little kids. You know, I was kind of equate them to little two-year-olds. Always want to go, 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 play, play, play. And so what they start to think is that hands or interaction with their human, um, the play biting behavior is what they're doing to just kind of play. And what we need to do is change that. And we need to substitute in the play biting behavior. We're going to need to substitute in lots of fun toys and get them kind of redirected onto toys. So here's a couple tips for you. And um, mm-hmm. and then the other thing I'm going to suggest is you might want to consider getting another second kitten about that age because there's nothing quicker to fix play biting with a kitten than to give them a second kitten and then they just play, play bite each other and teach each other. But separate from that, you can also, uh, you're going to want to watch when you're holding them or they're sitting on your lap. They're, some are very subtle and some are very obvious with their tail flicks and their ears twitching or going back their eyes may dilate a little bit or you as a human can start to say okay i can pet her four times and she starts this behavior i can pet her six times and she starts this behavior and so you end the interaction you're having with her before the fourth pet or before the sixth pet so that she just doesn't get the chance to play bite and at that time you give her toys like ping pong balls i love for cats because they're lightweight Mm -hmm. they bounce around they roll kitten can you know bad at it and it goes chase it for two minutes um the other toy i really like are uh fishing pole type toys um Uh because again you can dangle them they're away from your hands and definitely with these kind of kittens and cats never use your hands or feet or anything to play with these cats because that's what they think are the toys then and it just it just escalates that play biting behavior even those toys you see the gloves that you can slide on now and use your fingers not a not a recommendation. No, I hate those toys because of that, <laughs> because of that exact reason. Um, and then the other thing you can do is, you know, okay, I can pet her four times and I want to try to go for five and you go for five and then stop so you can get that lengthened. But you're, what you're definitely going to want to do is make sure you, and I have, you know, told people just carry around some ping pong balls in a pocket, have them on end tables, something so that when you see she's going to start to play bite or, you know, right before she starts that, throw one of those balls and you're redirecting her from thinking, okay, I'm going to play bite onto, you know, I'm going to go chase toys. And it's amazing with kittens how quickly that can work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Wonderful, yep. Okay. Cool. All right. And then again, I, I wasn't joking around. I mean, sometimes if you have the opportunity to get two kittens or you know a friend for that kitten because your other cat's older um they really do help each other with that behavior because they direct that kind of wrestling and play biting onto each other natural cat behavior and then they in essence 
teach each other because they'll hiss at each other when it gets to be too much or, you know, really smack at each other when it gets to be too much and say, okay, it's over. And they do tend to teach each other. Now, I realize some people can't just run out and get a second kitten, but that is an option as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Okie dokie. Great. Wonderful. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. we got some, a lot of calls That's coming in, so awesome. we'll keep going. Okay. Patricia. Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Hi. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. morning. How can we help you? Potty training. Oh, yeah. I think I shared with you when we got our little dog, Charlie. He's a little dachshund. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> and we got him. He was born in May, and so he's about six months old now and we're just I think we knew what we were getting into we're very very busy big family but potty training is not going well okay um and both urination and defecation in the house yes like he does not tell us at all um he's in my 24 year old daughter's room for the most Okay. He has a kennel that occasionally we'll put him in when we're cooking and eating and things like that. But she, he sleeps with her at nighttime in her bed. Yep. And never does anything in her bed all night long. I mean, she could sleep 10, 12 hours and he would never do anything. But then he gets up and, yeah, and gets excited to see people and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's on a regular do, um, intake of food, like he's on set feed times? Or d- yeah. Yep. Morning okay. and evening, twice Good. a day. Excellent. Uh, the biggest thing with that is, um, I know it's not the fun time of year, but I would still put him up as soon as she wakes up, as soon as they're getting out of bed, straight outside, on a leash, and stand still in the place she wants to go. And then when he finishes, so he's emptied out completely, reward, big reward, jackpot. So he learns that when he runs outside, he gets reward. And eventually you don't have to go outside anymore. But I would take it back to puppy 101. And um, normally after they eat, you're within 20 minutes, half an hour of eating. They need to um, go defecate. So again, I would start monitoring him more, writing it down and going back as if he was a brand new puppy. But again, consistency is the key. Not letting. Is he going in his crate? Sorry, that was the other thing. No, no, not, never, never, no. That's good. So he can hold it. So we don't have a problem with that. It sounds like he's just hasn't connected that outside is better than going inside. So if he can't be supervised, then yes, crate him for now, and try and learn those potty times normally it's when they wake up when we come home when they let out of the crate so the first priority is when he come when he wakes up comes out of the crate and we come home it's straight outside for potty time we were thinking about getting puppy pads but that's probably not a good thing to go that backwards way right uh it's a can be a transitional step um or like one of my dogs she is brilliantly potty trained in summer she detests the cold and if i try and train her or get her to go she gets extremely stressed and people could say oh well she's just you know she's making it hard for you i can actually see the stress in her for the cold so i do have puppy pads for her that's a personal preference and also is she you know is he testing you or is he actually truly concerned about the cold and one of my girls is 
Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just whether the family is happy to do that as well. If so they do are. We, do we as humans need to stand out there in the cold or is it okay to put puppy on a leash and like on one of those anchors that are in the ground and yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of anchors. We I want everyone to go out so you can reward them when they empty, and eventually, after like a few days, if he's getting it really consistent, you can start walking down without the leash, and then you just distance yourself from that. So eventually, you don't have to go out there, but I would start doing it today. And we've got to go to a break, but I'll come back and do more. And I thank you for your call. And the callers, please hang on, and we'll be back in just a minute, and we'll finish taking your calls. 624, 36 degrees, cloudy skies, calm winds. You're listening to News Radio 1040 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone, on this wonderful Veterans Day. And before the break, we were talking about um, potty training, and I know sometimes we have to cut it short or. Um, you know, there's a bit to remember. So you can go to our website at arl-iowa.org and there'll be the handouts on the subjects we talk about as well for yeah. reference material later. But that doesn't mean don't call in. We love right. to hear it talking to you guys. We just want to make sure you know that there's follow-up to that yep. as well. And, um, and you can still call in the next week too. And give us updates. Us. Yeah, absolutely. But there's information on the website too about play biting and how yep. other tips to stop that with your cat or kitten as well. And if you need... Oh, sorry. No, to talk no, over you. it's right. Oh, it's in my brain. Go ahead. And if you need extra help, we have our cat and dog behavior helplines, yep. our counselors, and also we have um, consultations that people can come for dogs at the league as yep. well. So, and classes and all the other great stuff. We're here for you and to help, you know, with your pets. Yep. It's important to us that pets live with their humans. If it was easy, Happily. we wouldn't have a job. That's right. There you go. So, <laughs> but we do have another caller. Yeah. And so we have about five minutes for on. our next break. So let's take it. Is this Treg? Hey, Treg. Thank you for hanging on. Hi. Good morning. I got two questions. Uh, first one is about my cat. So she's three. I rescued her from a snowbank about three years ago. <laughs> good man. And so the first Christmas, all shit was get in the Christmas tree and knock all the ornaments down. <laughs> And second Christmas, did the same thing, so I ended up taking them down all the way. I built her a climbing tree and a house and all that. And so before this Christmas, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I can do so she doesn't climb up in there. Yep. She's not the quad because I live on an acreage and, and I like her to go out. She's a good mouser and all that, too. Yes, well... First of all, thank you for rescuing this cat. What a lucky cat it sounds like. So, um, yes, we actually, there are many things you can do as you're putting up your Christmas trees, your holiday trees to deter the cats from not only getting in the ornaments, but also like climbing the tree. Um, and there's a whole bunch of this on our website for listeners out there who are driving right now and want to be sure and go look on that. But one with the ornaments, you know, you can buy plastic clear ornaments and what we have people do is we have them buy those and you can put things in them like uh, catnip you can put things in them like shiny things that would get your cat's attention and then those ornaments are the ones you want to put at the bottom of the tree around the bottom of the tree and they get your cat's attention and hopefully they focus on those ornaments and leave the rest of your ornaments 
alone. Now, that being said, one thing we do recommend is that you put your tree up and leave it empty for a few days. So that's the cat get used to the tree and climbing up the tree before you put those ornaments on there. And then after it's been sitting there for a few days, then you start to put the ornaments up and start with the ones that are, you know, going to get your cat's attention on the bottom, at least a couple of them. And then you can start putting up the ones on the higher level of it. Now, if you're trying to get your cat from climbing up the tree we're going to need to have you deter that cat from the tree altogether and that's a little more difficult i'll be honest with you with a cat that's especially inside outside they're used to climbing that sort Mm -hmm. of thing um one thing we've done is we've tried to take like plastic carpet runner and put it down around the tree with the nubs up because maybe they don't want to walk across that to be able to climb the tree We've also used what we call puppy play pens, and we'll put those up around the tree um, about a foot to two feet out so that the cat can't necessarily get up to climb the tree. And then once you've got him deterred, you can take that down. And then the third thing would be using scent and smells to keep them away. And the if you have a real tree and you've got a real tree because you love the smell of that, it can kind of take that out away from you um but if it's an artificial tree and you don't care putting things like sliced oranges so take a real orange and slice it up into pieces and put it in a bowl at the bottom of the tree it would tend to deter them because they hate the smell of most cats really don't like the smell of oranges so they just stay away from the tree because of that yeah and i've used your because i've listened before on the plastic runner i've used that on my countertop yeah get up there more and uh, she'll also Good. buy my hibiscus that I bring in the winter. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. It's just cats are so fun. I tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting owning a cat. It All is. cats, isn't it? It is. Well, my my other question is, um, we're ready to get a get a dog, and we're talking to people at ARL and Heinz 57. We figured out that we probably should um, get a puppy just because I live on an acreage like. I don't have a fenced-in yard, and I want the dog to be able to roam outside with me while I'm working and stuff like that. So is there any literature or anything I could look at on, on how to train, um, you know, a puppy and get them in the winter, but, you know, stay on the property in a non-fenced-in area? Yeah, that can be a tough one. Um, definitely, you know, they learn to stay around while we're around. Um, you can teach them their boundaries, and a lot of that I do, especially with a puppy, is I'll have a a longer line or I'll have a leash, just hook it on my hip somehow through my belt and just teach them that the best place to be is around us or if you're um, in a shop or something like that, that's the place to be. What you really have to look at is those breeds as well that love to hunt or, you know, the terriers and the hounds because when they get a scent, then... You know, they're going to, may generally, stay on a scent. But we'll talk about more of that when we come back. Thanks, Greg.
Fox News Radio, I'm Karen McHugh with some Senate Republicans calling for him to quit Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore vows to stay in the race despite claims of inappropriate contact with a minor years ago. Senator Mike Lee of Utah posting on Twitter saying, I can no longer endorse his candidacy for the U.S. Senate. But Moore's defending himself. On the Sean Hannity show on iHeartRadio, he says the claims are only coming out because he's running for high office. All of a sudden, four weeks out, they're bringing it up. They're bringing it up because it's political. It's a direct attack on this campaign. Fox's Jill Nato reporting. Some exciting college football on tap for today. Number five, Oklahoma, and number six, TCU, right now are on the outside looking in for the college football playoff and will square off today with the winner boosting their resume to make the CFP. Meanwhile, top seed Georgia will be locked in an SEC scrap with number 10, Auburn, while today the rivalry match between third-ranked Notre Dame and number seven, Miami. Fox's Matt Napolitano. Fox News, we report, you decide. Um, 635, 36 degrees in cloudy skies, calm winds on News Radio 1040 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back. We're getting a lot of questions today, which is fantastic. I love and it. Thank you so much. But uh, bringing a puppy, you know, there's always a concern of, uh, we were talking about that before the break, of dogs wandering, cats wandering. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah. There's no guarantees. You know, you can do a lot. Some dogs just like to hang out. Other dogs like to follow scents and chase things. So yeah. um, earlier the better and just teach them the rules. You know, use a lot of positives. Make it more enjoyable to be around you and around your home. And, um, of course, there's big concerns with cats. We're advocates of cats being indoors, yeah. but we know people have them out. Yeah. So keep them safe and keep them vaccinated and um, get them altered. Yep. So they're not spreading the love out there. Yep. We have enough cats. Right. Get them a nice, safe place to come. Yep. And get warm and food and water access yeah. all the time, especially yep. with winter coming up. And we have programs too. People can go to our website and have a look at our programs at arl-iowa.org for uh, barn cats and groups of cats that, or cats that maybe just hanging around your home. Yep. So they're not uh, continuing breeding. Right. Definitely just want to get them spayed or neutered and yep. uh, leave them in their colonies if they're feral healthy. They're or surviving. Yep, yeah. absolutely. But we can help get them spayed or neutered so that colony does not continue to explode yeah. uh, with cats. But And the big misconception is, oh, I'll just take them out or get them to animal control or right. somewhere. It just fill, makes a void. Right. They uh, get filled by either A, other cats that want to breed more to put their lineage, or raccoons, or that's right. other things. So That's right. We'll be getting a lot more information about uh, cats out in colonies yeah. outside, community cats, on our website soon. And we're, we'll talk about that more coming up on some shows that we've got, because that's a Excellent. real big initiative to hopefully you know get people to get those, those spayed or neuters, but leave those community cat colonies in place. Yeah. So where the cats are healthy excellent yeah um so we have our trivia, trivia question. question yes right. i'm sorry i'm feeling like you're squinting because you have no glasses but <laughs> i'm just like i am <laughs> just on the screen yeah it's all right okay so so with thanksgiving coming up we thought yes. it'd be fun to maybe do a trivia question regarding um a turkey so here we go oh, so yeah which, i had no idea you didn't have a clue so which president had a pet turkey that's the question. Which president okay. had a pet turkey? There have been tons of presidential pets. Um, but anyway, you can call in at 284-1040, 284-1040 if you know the answer to that. And the first person who calls with the correct answer will send you out an ARL Animal Connections mug. So we're looking for the president's name 
that had the pet turkey. So he had some other pets too, but uh, he had this a, was just one of them. One of them. Yeah. Eggs? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I had no idea. You didn't. You totally guessed wrong. No. Interesting. Before when you were talking, you were talking about cats like love to climb. It's a natural yeah. um, behavior. So we need to provide something in the home to allow them to do that behavior right. other than your curtains. Yes. Um, but when I was in uh, Beirut, there's obviously a lot of um, street cats I was talking about. And they just walk in and out of the shops and do things. And it's really, really fun to see. Yeah. But outside the UN, there's they were in the trees. Just hanging really? out at just times. Hanging out, huh? Yeah, hanging down. It's like morning. I'm just hanging out in my tree. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so. that's very cool. They're probably used to going up in the tree and being able to get back. It always stresses me out when cats are stuck in a tree because cats actually can be running to maybe get away from yeah. something, run up the tree, and don't realize how far up they are, and then have a hard time getting down. And they've never so, done it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, looks like we've got callers calling in. So maybe we'll take Mike first. He seems to be our first caller today. Morning, so, Mike. I'm not sure no, Mike not is on there yet. Well, I think our guy's taking a, another message. Oh, so he's a busy man today. So, yes, yeah, lots of calls. There so, we go. There's Mike. Thank you. Uh, Mike, oh, are you, are you yeah. there? Yeah. Yes. Great. Who do you think it, it was? Harry Truman. That is not correct. Okay, thanks. Thank you for no, calling, though. You. All right. So we'll take Who's Gary now. Next? Yeah. Gary was next. Morning, Gary. Uh, how about uh, Jefferson? No, not Jefferson. Uh, Thank uh, you, though. The next one. Uh-huh. Thanks for calling. All right, it's harder than uh, well, I had no idea. I was going to so. say we didn't necessarily know. So no, I'll and, take, go ahead and take Rob then and see what Rob's got for us. Morning, Rob. Hi. How about Abraham Lincoln? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Rob. <laughs> Good job. Yes, Abraham Lincoln. He had a pet turkey cool. named Jack. Jack. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so yes, he also had goats and. Uh, ponies and cats and dogs and pigs and a rabbit and everything but he did have a pet turkey named jack so jack that is great rob why don't you um hang on the phone and we'll get your address and we'll mail you out a mug okay sounds great wonderful thank you thanks thanks for calling in okay that was a fun question yeah thanks to everybody that's listening and calling in that was very cool so very cool well you know what we have got we've only got like 20 minutes left and we've got behavior questions that were submitted online yep also so let's start with some of those let's do that one of them um how come my dog growls at me when I walk by her food bowl, and yep. is that okay? Um, okay is a, a different term. <laughs> <laughs> you know, resource guarding is a natural, it's called resource guarding or food aggression. Um, they're being defensive, so it's a valuable item and don't come near my item. So that's a warning. So I appreciate that the dog is warning me. A, a lot of people may say, well, the dog shouldn't do that, so correct them and tell them not to do it. What that mainly does is they start to hide the signals, which is not good because that's where you get, well, my dog didn't show any signs here because you taught him not to. Right. So what we can do with that, I am very hesitant to talk about aggression over the phone because yep. um, it is an aggressive display mm-hmm. um, um, or over the radio or on the you know via email. What we normally do with those is that we have lots of good resources as well, but from a distance where the dog is not stiff, stops eating you know they're all cues um, that the dog is becoming defensive so what I do is actually from a further away distance throw higher value food in there so hot dogs so the dog we're changing emotional state instead of don't you come and touch my stuff here I know when you come near we change the association when you come near my bowl 
good things happen. But we have to ensure we get those high-value rewards in prior to the stiffening, the stopping eating or anything else, and then slowly break that distance down. I do not go up and stick your hand in the bowl and you're the human, you're the dog, so you should do as you're told because that's going to put a lot of stress and can go really bad. But I really like people to come out and do those lessons with us so we can show you exactly the body language. We can point those things out to you and show you exactly how to do it so a we don't reinforce the wrong thing or get somebody hurt yeah so tammy if you're listening be sure and call us yeah uh, at the animal rescue league we can help you more and talk to you more and for everybody out there our canine behavior number is 473-9125 and that'll get the direct number plus we have the behavior helpline on our website as well yeah, it's a great question, though, because... Yeah, it it know. happens a lot. It's yeah. not an abnormal behavior. Right, um, right. Also, it's not a desirable behavior, especially if you're with your dog or... I have one of those sometimes, and then she can generalize... She generalizes over to her blanket Yeah, when she gets comfortable. Um, yeah, so you've got to work out straight... And yeah. you, you've got to, it doesn't happen all the time. But when she's tired and she's sleeping on a blanket and she's well into her sleep, she wakes up... Uh, a little bit defensive yeah so yeah i had a dog named frida who was one of my dog loves of my life yeah. uh, raised her from the time she was t- two weeks old as her mom had gotten hit by a car and she brought it in the shelter so we were very bonded and very close but boy mm-hmm. i put a rawhide in front of her and walked by her and she'd growl i mean i had i i got to the point i just didn't give her rawhides yeah i mean i just had to stop that's a good management strategy it's so, a smart thing to do you know you know, if you if people out there do have that other than their food bowl, that's what I would recommend. Yeah. They just don't get those. Yep. Or if you ever do it, you do it like my dogs have one loves her crate, one love you know, we have a baby yep. gate for our kitchen. Yep. It's their time. Right. We just don't interrupt. Yep. Um I've worked a lot on the food stuff and that's gone well, but occasionally it's just Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, be careful. Great question, though. So people are, yeah, and it, we're happy to help. So. And yeah, um, and people say, well, they didn't do it when they were young, or I adopted a dog, or per, um, and it didn't happen. They've done a way a huge amount of research on resource guarding, and it's a behaviour that you actually can't predict by doing any test prior. Either they may, they may not. If they do it in one environment, they may not do it in another environment. It's just one of those natural behaviors that comes up sometimes and other times disappears yeah yeah. so it's interesting it is interesting and my dog frida didn't really have that until she hit about six years old yeah like she was fine until then and i don't know what changed that but you know so it wasn't like i would have seen it as a puppy um, like you're saying you know a lot of research on that so um okay kathy wrote in and her question was, my dog barks at everything. Yeah. How can I make her stop? It's driving me crazy. I tell her no, and she still does it. I tell her it's okay, and she does Doesn't it more. Work. I try to distract her with a treat, and it continues. Help. Yeah. Help, <laughs> yes. Um, one, I'd be interested in on whether it's a nerve, like what type of bark it is. I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, we have alarm barks. We have feet, you know, which is the normal, whoa, 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 whoa. And then we have the frightened barks that everything's scary and what she like in the rest of her life. There's a lot to that because if she's ner- maybe nervous or jumpy, then she's more likely to bark or be reactive, mm-hmm. reactive barking. Or if it's stimulated and exciting or what's it at. First thing we start to do though, and um, no, normally, yeah, 
if it's not having an effect, it's not having an effect, interrupting and re- telling them good dog. What we have to do is ensure that if they do stop barking is that we wait three to five seconds and get them to do another behaviour. Because if you say stop barking or barking enough, good dog, they go, oh, so I bark, stop, and I'm a good dog. No, I stop barking, I do something else, and I'm a good dog for doing a different behaviour, not the barking behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is changing association to whatever the reactive or whatever the stimulation is. So um, if it's like my – I have one of these dogs. <laughs> um, she was anxious as a young dog and we had some incidents with people next to – you know, in our neighbourhood doing mm-hmm. – noisy things Mm -hmm. which made her more anxious and it got worse as she got older is i try and change association so when those things happen you know she barks i go okay and i don't get angry with her enough interrupt it and go oh my goodness that was a fantastic burnout down our street (laughs) you know tire screeching or whatever it may be and she starts to i can she still does it but it's a lot less the intensity and the duration is less because she's learned that good things happen when she hears those noises but she's still got that startle response um and minimizing if you can if it's visual you block the visual or distance them from the the thing that triggers it and then slowly break it down Mm -hmm. it's work it's work in progress yeah um but that's another dog that i'd love to see yeah um out at the league um, just so we can get a personality traits and a, w- determine whether it's actually reactive from just visual. Is it nervous? Is it fear? Is it all these other things? Yep, yep. So, but again, positive association, distancing from the noise, and um, slowly, slowly. Don't expect go from no, you know, ten barks to no barks. Uh, I always. If I go from 10 barks to 8 barks, I will jackpot the 8 barks because that's too better than what I had yesterday. It's uh, interesting just all the different – but once you kind of get it, get the theories, Mm -hmm. they're easier. And I I think for me it's always been that way. If I can get the theory of it, then to kind of go, okay, now I could try this. Yeah. It falls within the theory. Yeah. Yeah, because they all are different. I mean, we've we've talked about this before a couple weeks ago. I had a chow named Bailey. You talk about high reward treats of being hot dogs. Whatever. She could care less about food. Her treat or her high reward was her stuffed squeaky hamburger. Yeah, yeah. So we good point. So it may not be a treat. It could be a play session, or it could be a hug, or it could be you know. Yep. We need to find what will change the thought. So we, if we change the emotional state, the barking doesn't happen. Right. Because I don't feel like I need to bark. Right. It's kind of like if somebody offered me, you know. Uh, bowl of you know strawberries and said hey change your behavior for these strawberries i'd go mm, yeah <laughs> they want to give me cookies or donuts i am all over it <laughs> keep going up the reward for me up the reward yeah really. and that's there's actually there's a good thing one what rewards you like right and you're willing to change so yeah, well there's what, the other part of that what's it gonna <laughs> what what's it gonna take and some are higher value and others are really easy so yeah, but you depends know, on the individual and the same with animals they're That's, individuals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. What's important to one may not be a big deal to the others. Yeah, if you so. want me to run a marathon, it's going to cost you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure there's a reward high enough for you on that one. And there's a good point. Maybe I can't get to that behavior. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to accept your behavior as you are. So Love me for who I am. That's right. That's right. So... Okay, well, I tell you, we are almost to our next break. And yeah. so we'll take a break. We come back. We still have one more 
uh, behavior question we need to get to that was submitted online. And we can talk maybe about some upcoming events. Yeah, we'll get that done. When we get back. So please come back and join us in a minute. And we'll go from there. At 655, 36 degrees, cloudy skies, calm winds. You're listening to News Radio 1040 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new more local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. We only got a couple of minutes left, we Carol. Do. We have another question. You know, Sean, our new guy, you're so awesome. He's totally, he's on it. yeah, I totally, my goal is to make him totally blush, but he's just kind of laughing right now. He's too, so. pro- he's very professional. He he's just hanging in there doing his job. Yeah, we're Thank liking you. that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is alive. He there is. he is. He's like, oh gosh, don't say that. Okay. Don't make me talk. <laughs> right. I've got to do enough of that in my job. He has, anyway. actually has a really great radio voice too, because he does the weather between. It's really, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So Andy wrote in, so let's see yep. if we can cover some All of this right. before we have we'll to go. make it a quick one. Go. Yep. I have a retriever mix who's very sweet, but has never been around cats before. Yep. I'm getting married, and my fiance has two cats she's had her whole life and haven't been around dogs before. What are some tips to ensuring everyone can live together? I don't think my fiance will marry me if she had to give up her cat. <laughs> I love that. I was going to say, no, I'm leaving that one right line. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, biggest thing, slow introduction. Yep. Slow, slow, slow. Uh, try and minimize any bad interactions yep because that's what they remember yep um from the cat side please tell me um but height hiding places <laughs> but segregation for starters yep and then positive we i know it sounds like we say this all the time but because it works the positive association from the dog to the cats and from the cat to the dogs that's right so they can find out find out well you already know but yep. the things that your cat loves the best do they love tuna do they love mm-hmm. cat treats do, what do they love the best and yep. anytime that dog is around that's what they're getting they're getting yep. tuna they're getting treats they're getting it's so everything they and anytime those cats are around the dog's getting hot that's dogs exactly without right. with being calm right that's the big thing reinforce yep. calm behavior yep and i do love the idea of segregation if if you're moving to a new residence mm-hmm. together um segregate the cats into a room with litter box food and water and let them chill from the move yeah and then you can start this intro thing but i love the use of baby gates um Mm -hmm. because especially if this is a retriever they'll be able to put that baby gate up enough where the cats can slip in underneath it into a room and the dog won't be able to follow yeah and you know people go oh baby gates and it's just part of sometimes especially the introduction phase because if the dog does chase the cat yep and they or the cat runs or whatever i have both in my home. Yep. Some are comfortable, some are not as comfortable, but they have that place that they can go and they know it's safe. Right. They, as soon as they get past that baby gate, they stop and go, okay. Yeah. And, and definitely slow, slow, slow. In fact, yep. I had somebody stop in my office at work yesterday and they were introducing another cat and she's like, I've heard you enough. I, I know. Slow, <laughs> slow, slow. That is such the key. Slow, slow, slow. Yep. Because you want to have those interactions be good. Yeah. It might be two days. It might be two weeks. It could be two months right. at, at a stretch. But we're talking then 12 more more years. That's right. So it's, it's totally it, worth it. In the scheme of things, it isn't that much time. That's right. Where we go wrong or people go wrong is they rush it, it goes bad, and that's what they think of their new roommate for the rest of their days. Yeah, and that's harder than to get back to unwind it. Yeah. I mean, it can be done, but it is, it's a lot harder chore. Um, Very much so. But speaking of animals, we have such great pets at the ARL oh, yeah. right now. Oh, my gosh. So if you're looking for a dog, a cat, a caged pet, come out and visit us. Yep. And all those adoptable animals are on our website. 
at arl-iowa.org and we got some cuties and some youngies and some oldies and <laughs> we got the whole gamut we do and yeah so you can see those and the th- other thing is our website's updated almost daily yeah. with, with new pets that are coming up for adoption so be sure and check it out and just a quick thing of that if you look at our website and there's no picture um, we have wonderful volunteers that do uh, most of our pictures so there may be a day or so um Hopefully no much more, but why the picture isn't there if people often wonder it's just not posted yet. Yeah. But come out and visit us at all our locations. Right. We'd love to see you. Everyone have a great weekend. Paw it forward. Paw it forward. We'll Thanks, talk, Carol. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Bye, Nick. everyone. And on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040. WHO. Des Moines. A high-stakes meeting never happens. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. They spoke a few times, but President Trump and Russian leader Vladimir Putin never sat down formally on the sidelines of a summit in Vietnam, something President Putin says is a reflection of tense relations between the two countries. President Trump says that during those brief chats, his Russian counterpart again denied meddling in the 2016 election. More denials from Senate candidate Roy Moore. The Alabama Republican claims he doesn't remember any inappropriate interaction with a teenage girl nearly 40 years ago. I don't know Miss Corpman from anybody. I, I've never talked to her, never had any contact with her. Allegations of sexual misconduct with her are completely false. I believe they're politically motivated. More appearing on Sean Hannity's iHeartRadio program. Republican senators are distancing themselves from Moore, and the Senate GOP's campaign arm has ended a fundraising agreement with him. Serious allegations in Charlotte, North Carolina, where two men are accused of possessing a weapon of mass destruction. 39-year-old Derek Fells allegedly made a pipe bomb, admitting to building it to use against a neighbor he'd been fighting with. But then he changed his mind and gave it to 30-year-old Paul Dandan. Dandan had been an air traffic controller with the Federal Aviation Administration, working at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Local media report the bomb never made it to the airport, but police found it in his apartment. The FAA says Dandan's access to the facility has been ended, and the agency's cooperating with investigators. That's Fox's Jill Nato. Before speaking later this morning at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in the nation's capital, Vice President Mike Pence is cleaning it. The Vice President taking part in a Veterans Day volunteer event, along with Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke. Fox News, fair and balanced.